Welcome to the Wizard of Whiskey podcast, the podcast dedicated to the hedonist lifestyle. Today is January 8th, 2019, for those of you keeping score. This is the second episode in a multi-part series that I'm doing on the wonderful Livermore Valley in California. It's funny, I edited these podcasts completely out of order, so what you're hearing in these first two episodes at Sidewinder Spirits was actually the end of my day. Uh, a day filled with uh, great hospitality, really amazing wines, spirits, uh, and just an all-around uh, great trip. If you have not been out to Livermore Valley, don't know what you're waiting for, get out there. And you know what? Listen to one episode of Wizard of Whiskey on the way. Enjoy part two. So we're back, and we're talking about Nochino for those of you pervs out there. Um <clears throat> So Nochino is, uh, in simplest terms, it's a walnut liqueur, um, and we have been geeking out about it for several minutes now. Um, it's a collaboration between the two of you, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So how did this how did this come about? Did you guys just say, "Hey, let's make Nochino"? <clears throat> what? Uh... It sort of started. Um, so our Chardonnay vineyard, uh, the owner of the vineyard, has a few walnut trees, and one year we're waiting for Chardonnay to be picked, and I look up and I see green walnuts. I'm like, dude, can I have some walnuts? He goes, yeah, pick them up off the ground because the outer skin's already falling off. I'm like, I want those. <laughs> I want those. He says, really? He says, here's a bag. Get what you want. So I made a real small batch of Nochino, um, thanks to Mike. He provided a liter of 190 proof. And I gave him some back, and he's like, you know, we can sell this. So the next year, we pretty much harvested as many nuts as we could pick. 231 pounds. 237, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and went from there. So that's how it really came about. <clears throat> so it took about 25 gallons of 190 proof spirit uh, over 60 days to extract it. At the end of that time, a lot of the alcohol, I think, must have been absorbed by the walnuts because the proof went way down. Mm -hmm. I ended up uh, boosting it up again with more grape neutral spirit and then <clears throat> sweetening it with a, uh, a simple syrup that I make myself from uh, cane sugar. And it's not your average simple syrup. It's, it's formulated such that I have a known, when I add a known amount to alcohol, it, I can predict the... Uh, <clears throat> The alcohol by volume more clearly. Typically in Nochino, you had the sugar at the, at the time you mix it all. But we found, or Mike found, actually, it was his recommendation we added later because it clarifies so much better if you don't. Yeah, if you put the sugar in at first, it gets, <clears throat> it's almost impossible to separate out all of the solids. And that's why my Nochino sitting under my sink is cloudy. <laughs> 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 And this one is not. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is. Now we added the sugar after uh, yeah. after the extraction and after everything had settled out. I uh, I consider myself a Nochino expert, having had more than two of them. Uh, <laughs> and this is this is exceptional. Oh, wow! It, it, it really is. I get a little bit of coffee mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. toffee on the nose. Um, other than that, I just get this beautiful walnut characteristic it's mm -hmm. balanced it's not high in 
how do I put this delicately? Um, the alcohol doesn't kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, with so many liqueurs uh, and, and things that people rush to market, it's just, oh, it's got a great nose, but then it, boom. Oh, we had to soak it in 180, 190 proof, mm-hmm. you know, spirits to get that, you know, extraction. Uh-huh. Um, this is one of the most balanced uh, nochinos. It's the most balanced nochino I've had. Whoa. <clears throat> so. Nice compliment. So well Good. done. Would you, you like to try some of the most balanced nochinos? <laughs> <you've had? laughs> I've already tried it. Out of, out of three, maybe four nochinos. I mean, this is, uh-huh. which basically I'm the world's expert on. It's my next book. <clears throat> Well, it was fun. I mean, it was, it was, cutting the nuts wasn't fun. Not so much. <laughs> not so much. It had its moments. <laughs> That's what kids are for. That's what sons are for. Yeah, right? No, we went at... And I heard it's like barefoot? Sundown. Deborah was barefoot in the tree. We followed the tradition. There's pictures out here. Mm-hmm. There's pictures of it. I did not paint myself blue as the Druids did, however. <laughs> I missed the blue part. <laughs> a lot of interesting traditions in the, uh, so, I would say just the booze world. But. Unless we get new glasses, you're going to need to rinse again. Yeah. Sure. But I can't sell it because of my license. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I got... You know, I think we ended up with about 26 cases of... I don't, I don't recall because we haven't actually well, done Well, 30 it gallons. Yet. If we start out with 32 gallons, just say 30 gallons... Yeah. Is normally, but that's without the sugar. That's, that's, that's true. Pre-sugar. Okay. Yeah. Scratch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was fun. Do you have an appreciation for absinthe? I do. I make two. I have uh, the Swiss-style uh, and I do a French-style vert. And these, I believe. Uh, so we're going to have to add water new to this. Well, oh, we're going to have to add water to it? Well, oh yeah, you're not going to drink it straight. Water over here. It's <clears throat> so very close attention to uh, process. Again, pot distilled, uh, 136 proof in the bottle. <coughs> <laughs> it's heavy just to hold it. The Swiss style is uh, <clears throat> a totally different, re- not totally different, it, it is a different recipe than the Vert. Look at that. It's, uh, oh wow, check that out. Yeah. That's, all as fatty as That's called Lucian. Mm-hmm. And uh, an absinthe that doesn't loose is uh, <coughs> garbage. Not <coughs> absinthe, yes, <laughs> garbage is a good word. Yes, yeah, uh, it's garbage. Um, we had that problem a couple of weeks ago. Um, we were doing the the flighting for. Um, oh wow! So if I may, and and we had an absinthe that wouldn't loose, and we're like, nope, it sucks. Ooh. So typically, I drink it fairly strong. I I pour just enough water to cause it to loose and uh, call it good. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, too sorry. I know some people like it more like two to one water. But uh, without uh, without the water, it's so closed you can't even taste it. It's, uh, oh, there it goes! Wow. It's just overwhelming. I mean, you don't get the enjoyment out of it. So I'm getting hints of absinthe, like a little bit. So the recipe for the uh, the Swiss 
is mm. more complicated. Uh, so we of course got uh, Grand Wormwood, uh, Annie's Fennel. There's also, uh, oh gosh, what else is in there? There's a little bit of uh, Angelica. There's some. Uh, now this reminds uh, me of licorice. I mean, I'm not an absinthe guy. Anathol, yes. anathol is the yes. primary uh, but sensory element here, which is where is that black licorice? Uh, yeah. It comes from fennel. Comes from fennel. Uh, comes okay. from anise. Uh, See, what my grandfather he had me dig up a root and paste it and said it was sassafras. Now I don't know what that means, but it tasted like black licorice. That's root beer. Yeah, that's root beer. Yeah. Okay. Thing in there that goes on with grapes. So this has got uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> considerably more ingredients to it than uh, the vert, which. Uh, so we were talking about balanced. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many, let's say, craft absinthe out there that uh, a lot of them, again, they, they want to get a product out to market. They think, oh, I can do this because it's easily, it's just an infusion, and then, and then boom. Mm -hmm. um, it's none of this is easy. Um, oh, tell me about so, it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> then you have to get cover and approval from yeah. the formula. Uh, the well, formula yeah. was uh, been approved. Oh, excellent. Yeah. When you use wormwood, they'll make you send it out for inspection. Yeah, it's got to have less than 10 parts per million Thujon. Ah, uh, the Green Fairy. Yeah. yeah. That was, so. you know, that was the wine industry mm -hmm. that was responsible for those. Uh, uh, this has a bit of sweetness. So there's a lot of things. Sweetness, the yeah. fennel. So I'm actually using an imported uh, French sweet fennel. Huh? So, so there's no sugar. Uh, there's the no... traditional way to do absinthe, uh, they they would do a cold water drip onto a sugar cube. This doesn't need any sugar. Wow, so no. this doesn't have any sugar in it. No, that's pretty amazing. Well, that, there's sweetness that comes from. Oh wait, wait, I got. Comes I think from we have another chino in here. Hang on. I think we have another absinthe coming. Yeah. Just try this. Made in Oregon. So this, the vert, I'm doing in uh, a, uh, okay. so, this so this is, is a Pontellier style. Yeah. It's, it's the seeds. So it's and you have to do the same thing. simple you recipe. It. Would. You would? <laughs> Chuck says I would. Well, can I try some, <laughs> sir? Thank you. This is an Oregon absinthe that we use in one of our Lucid. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh wow. Lucid, lucid. color. Perfect. Lucide. Lucide, lucid, yeah. The French wouldn't say lucide anyway because the D doesn't doesn't follow it. <coughs> so this is also absinthe in green. Let me have well it's like I say, it's a, a different recipe. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't get distracted by a commercial crap. No, I'm trying no, I'm trying not to. Oh nice. <coughs> I take my absinthe very seriously. Commercial stuff. It's almost like this smell of oak or wood. It's different. There are aged absinthe. Uh, I do not age my absinthe. So yeah, it's almost as the as this one has like some cedar chips um, yeah. or something in there. Yeah. Um, which I didn't get to try it. Yeah. It's it's not luching. So commercial one. Yeah. Oh, that is a weird nose. Isn't it? Mm. So this is um, our famous seven thousand dollar. Is that what it costs a bottle? No, water. <laughs> oh, water. Oh. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't cost that much as water. 
The system costs a lot. It's the Dom Perignon of really? of a, I get a curry. Perrier. I get an Indi- East Indian Oh, it does curry. have a curry in it, doesn't it? I love you know East what, you know what can do that? Yeah. Week and, uh, we're we're uh, getting the anise. If the anise is coming from Egypt or uh, Middle East, it tends to have that. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I know a few producers who use a little bit of turmeric root mm. in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Can I have a taste of that $7,000 water? This, uh, <laughs> this anise we're yeah. going in. Break yeah, exactly. Or, or be careful with that plastic disposable. Well, yeah. It's seven thousand for the first, and then it drops down in price. Oh, every, every bottle will be filled. <laughs> <laughs> we try to get the entire cost of the so system out. It requires a certain percentage of water to become. So one of the reasons we bottle it, uh, one hundred thirty-six proof, is so that it stays clear. Okay. Well, there's a. This is very oily. Lots of oil, and uh, that's why it has to be pot distilled. In my opinion, it's got to be pot distilled to, to have a proper luge. So there's a lot of essential oils from the botanicals that are uh, brought over to the condenser with the ethanol. That uh, as long as it stays in, I'm going to say above 45 percent alcohol, mm-hmm. it stays clear. But when you get below that. The oils <clears throat> come out of solution. So what you're looking at is the essential oils of the herbs. Oh. And if you get a absinthe that doesn't loose, somehow they're just flavoring alcohol or something. I don't know how you do that. Uh, with, and it can't be much authentic about it if, mm-hmm. uh, well, if it won't loose. They're usually making poor head cuts. Yeah. And so there's, or tails cuts where there's all those extra fusel yeah. oils that won't loose. It's a very... Uh, but also, if you uh, so, do you like to uh, use bentonite in your wine? Do I like to use bentonite in my wine, or do I need to use bentonite in my wine? So it's the same thing. You can actually filter and and remove these oils. Uh, filter or fine? Filter. Okay. And so that is this philosophical debate. Do you want it? What, what, what is your goal? You know, if your goal is 95% of your sales on a Safeway shelf, you clean your wine up so it doesn't get cloudy on the shelf. Well, I don't know if it's 95, but it's a good portion. <laughs> <laughs> Enough to make sure it's clear. The other thing is you can bottle it at 250. Like Chateau de always says the crystal swimming in the bottle. But the people that can afford a $250 uh, wine understand what it is. A $19 bottle of Sauvignon Blanc is not going to sell. It's got crystals on the bottom. That's my reverent comment for the day. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you'll never have them in your bottle again, will you? I'm sorry? You'll never have them in one of your bottles again. You've... <laughs> I got tired of explaining the idea. So many people came into the tasting and they'd be like, what's this? Is there something? No. You try to It's much easier to say we had a bunch of Vestal virgins out in the field. It's hard to see the grapes. And those are the the little diamonds that they leave behind. They might understand that, but. Yeah, no. All right. So, in the pipeline, yes. Aquavit. Nice. And a ginger liqueur that I'm working on. Nice. Oh, that's phenomenal. I'm sorry. Should so, Ozzabeet, is that, that's, that's, um, is that, what is that seed in there? Caraway or no? 
Uh, Caraway dill, depending on what, uh, if you're talking about Nor Norway or if you're talking Sweden, about... Sweden, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, some regions tend to lean more towards dill, some lean more towards caraway. But it's uh, not that simple. I've got about five botanicals in there. Yeah, so. And I actually put dill and caraway both in it. For right now, I'm still experimenting with it. That's it for episode number two. Um, where can uh, where can the listeners find you guys on the social media? You can find Longevity Wines on Instagram, Facebook. I think my wife tweets occasionally, but there's always the website, longevitywines.com. For the time being, we're just the website. I'm working on that. <laughs> right now, it's uh, Artisan Spirits and artisanspiritsbrandyworks.com or eckertestatewinery.com. We have the Acasio Winery website and Acasio Winery Facebook page, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. And we also have a Sidewinder Instagram and Sidewinder Facebook page. Nice. Well, uh, this was a hell of a trip uh, out to Livermore. Um, I want to thank everyone uh, uh, for, for their kind hospitality and for the liver-killing uh, day. Um, <clears throat> We'll, uh, we'll see you again. Of course, don't forget to follow me uh, at Wizard of Whiskey. You all know my handle or you wouldn't be listening. Uh, I would like to thank Phil Long, Michael Eckhart, and John Kinney for an exceptional afternoon uh, going well into the evening um, in Livermore. It was, uh, it was a really great trip. I uh, hope everyone's enjoying their January so far. This was part two of um, Livermore Valley. Uh, stay tuned for considerable more um, uh, episodes from Livermore and um, as I tour across uh, the country. Tasting wines, tasting whiskey, uh, tasting gin, absinthe, and apparently becoming the world's uh, preeminent nochino expert. Cheers. <laughs>